Have you ever wondered how a certain person got their current job? What about this person stood out to the employer? How did they rise above hundreds of other candidates? On this podcast, I aim to find out the exact path professionals in all sorts of fields took to get to where they are today. It's, wow, how'd you get that job? Hey everybody, it's Ryan Glanzer, and welcome to episode 9 of Wow, How'd You Get That Job? Insurance agents to me always felt like such an anonymous job. I mean, what do you do? Oh, I sell, I sell insurance. Oh, that sounds fun. Cool, man. You know, I always imagine the most drab, sterile office environment with someone in a necktie sitting in a desk with a phone and a calculator and an old computer with one of those giant monitors and uh, like a Rolodex sitting there trying to remember their clients' kids' names and stuff. Oh, uh, how's uh, little Roy doing at the flute this year, sir? You know, I don't know where this image came from. It's largely due to my own ignorance. You know, I I know lots of friends in the insurance industry. I bet I have dozens of friends that in some capacity work in insurance. But until now, I've never taken the time to so much as ask any one of them what it is they actually do and whether it's a cool job to have. So today's guest is an insurance agent in rural Nebraska where she uses her degree in agriculture industries and background in the ag business to sell insurance to people in a very rural area of our country. Here to educate us on all things insurance is Katie Clausen. Thank you. Well, why don't you tell the folks out there a little bit about yourself? Like, what is it that you are currently doing? Where do you work? I currently am an insurance agent for a small mutual company in very rural northeast nebraska called northern nebraska united mutual insurance and i primarily deal with um what they call property and casualty insurance so your homeowner's policies auto policies recreational vehicle policies liability insurance i do do some commercial liability insurance which is really interesting and uh because of my location geographically a lot of what i do is farm insurance so I, you know, have a history of being involved in agriculture, and you know, when I when I chose to take this career path, it was a great way for me to still keep in touch with the ag community. When I when I hear about somebody who's an insurance salesman, it, I, I apologize in advance, but it sounds like it sounds boring from the outside looking in. But <laughs> I, I'm getting the feeling from you've you've said there's some really interesting aspects of the job that I might be dead wrong. What's uh, well, you what's know, an interesting part about this job? It's a really great way to work with people. Um, and I guess, you know, when we talked about setting up this this interview, you know, I, I kind of laughingly had said, and I've said to people before, you know, nobody is in high school or college necessarily and says, you know what, when I grow up, I'm going to be an insurance agent. <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of one of those obscure things where we all happen to know somebody, but how did they get there? Um, you know, and... You know, I really enjoy my job. I, um, you know, I I didn't have to go back to college. Uh, I did have to take a state exam and become licensed to do this. Um, but, you know, through my studies in college, I had a strong emphasis on rhetoric. And I've always really excelled at reading and writing. So this was actually a really good fit for me because you're constantly reviewing policies, reading the fine print, and helping people interpret what their policy means for them. So I really enjoy that part of it. Um, I love working with my clients, many of which are the same clients I had at my previous job, which is really fun. Um, And I love providing a good product, which 
probably is the most insurance agency thing anybody could say, but it's absolutely true. Like I said, I work for a local mutual. Um, I don't work for a mega insurer where there's a CEO making buku bucks somewhere in a tower in Chicago. And I love that. I love providing good insurance at an affordable rate to the people in my community whom I love. Um, you know, these are my family, my neighbors, my friends. I love being in my own office and doing things at my own pace in my own style. Uh, you know, I think that's something that's kind of rare to find. Um, my job also allows me to have time to volunteer with our local mentoring program, uh, go to the gym for a little self-care, um, and serve on other things like I'm on the library board and the library foundation. The community that I live in, Wassa, is small. It's 600 people. We're about an hour and a half from the closest interstate. So it's really important for everybody in our community to pitch in in order for us to have good social services. Um, so, you know, it, it allows me to do all those things and be kind of an all-around community member, which I really enjoy. When I think about buying insurance, like it's not one of those purchases that excites me. I mean, it's not like I'm going out to buy a boat or something. It's like, oh, insurance, you have to have it or something. But when you get in there and you're talking with the insurance agents, you usually leave with uh, in, a, in a good mood or in a positive state. It's the, I think people in this industry are very good at uh, you know relating to people and, and really making you feel like they have your back. I think that it seems like somewhere that it, it seems like a good fit for you, me knowing you personally. Yeah, and, and a good agent should make you feel that way when you leave the office. You're absolutely right. Insurance is something that people often just have in the back of their minds, which is good because in a lot of ways, if you're having to reach out to your insurance agent, a lot of times it's because something has happened. Um, but, you know, there are so many different types of policies out there uh, with really good companies, and they are designed to protect you and your risk and managing that risk. And so I think, um, you know, that's one aspect of it that probably doesn't get thought about a whole lot. But yeah, nine times out of 10, you know, somebody who's your insurance agent cares just as much about your property or your liability protection as you do, and they should. So backing up a bit, let's find out the exact path Katie here took to become this insurance agent. Because like she said, it's not something she set out necessarily to do as a career right away. We'll find out how she got there. And I got back way up and asked, what was it you initially thought you were going to be when you were a kid? Um, when I was a kid, probably, you know, like many young girls, I thought I would be just like a professional horse lover or <laughs> a singer or something. Um, well, but singer, I, you actually I, I had an album, right? <laughs> well, I did. Yeah, I do. Yeah, actually, that's a that's my sideline gig. <laughs> but something something fun I do on the side. Um, but I guess I always remember being really interested in plants and plant biology. And I was that kid who played outside and climbed trees and spent time looking at the finer details of the way the veins were shaped in a leaf or which plants had hollow stems. And when I learned from my farming friends what an agronomist was somewhere around my sophomore or junior year of high school, I knew that I wanted to do that. Um, so I decided to go to the U of M. Um, it was a public Ivy school at the time, so that's what really solidified my choice. Um, it was such an opportunity. They had a wonderful ag program. It was a land-grant university. Of course, Minneapolis-St. Paul was a really fun place to be when you're 18 and 21 and things like that. Um, I studied agricultural industries and marketing with a soil and crop science emphasis. And here's kind of a fun fact. The U of M has tens of thousands of students. And 
only eight graduates that year in my specific degree program graduated, and only two of us were women. So even though I entered the agricultural workforce not that long ago, 10 years ago, I still was one of the few women actually doing that job. And I see a lot more women getting into that field now. And I think the dynamic has changed there, which is really fascinating um, because I was kind of at the birth of of that. Um, And so I worked as an agronomist. That's that's a fascinating story. I had no idea that that few people were in that line of work. Um, So there must have been great demand then for those eight people, huh? There, there were. I, I worked as an agronomy salesperson for the first three years of my career in this small community. Um, to be honest, I was terrible. <laughs> I had no idea what was going on. I had been armed with all of this really great scientific knowledge and this fancy education, and I had a really hard time applying it to the real world of farming. So farmers didn't want some soil nerd to come chat with them. They wanted somebody to come wheel and deal on inputs with them, and I really couldn't hang in that atmosphere. Um, The learning curve was huge for me. So after those three years, I moved into a different position within the same company that was a much better fit. Um, I did the environmental health and safety. That actually really helped me segue into what I do now because it's a lot of risk assessment. Um, And so there were definitely things I loved about working for CHS. It's a Fortune 100 company. It's an absolutely fantastic company. I met my husband there, which was excitingly scandalous and a super (laughs) fun way to start your marriage. Um, also the location that I worked at is very much a family aside from the two women who worked on the administrative side of the office for a very long time. Like I said, I was the only other woman there. So it was like having this huge group of brothers, you know, dirty jokes and pranks included. And I still love them all very much. I miss them every day. So you were at this, uh, CHS for like six or seven years. It sounds like, um, how, how did that end? When did you decide like, maybe to take that next step and switch careers or, or what happened there? What I disliked are the hours. Um, your social media is probably very different than mine living in Austin. Uh, but I see a lot of posts about how hard farmers work and that's totally true. That is absolutely true. Um, especially if you have livestock, but a co-op worker, the people working on providing the fertilizer the seed, the chemicals, unload and load grain and all those things. Um, they're working just as hard for usually a longer period of time. The hours can be quite gruesome. Um, often these guys go weeks without seeing their family, you know, eating a real meal. Um, you work Saturdays, you work Sundays, you work late into the night, um, you work early in the morning, you work through your illnesses. Your clients are under stress to get their crops planted, so they're not always in the most cordial mood. Um, everybody's under a lot of pressure, and it's a ton of stress. It was incredibly fast-paced. Um, that can also be a very fun thing. And I know a lot of people who work there very much enjoy their jobs. Um, <clears throat> but because Neil and I were both working there, um, I knew I couldn't continue to work there and have a functioning household. It just wasn't feasible for both of us to be to be under that kind of pressure. That's crazy. But uh, So you, you decide to leave CHS at that point? Did you have insurance in mind at that point? Or was it something where you took some time to kind of think things over and, and re-examine? I, I didn't. Actually, I was working at CHS and the company that an agent was retiring in WASA and um, my name got thrown into the list of candidates. And they reached out to me. I 
you know, had been not really looking for other employment, but I had known that some at some point our lifestyle would have to change. So my current job actually found me, uh, which I'm forever thankful for. It was very simple. I met with a manager and I was offered the position. Wow. Okay. That took, <laughs> that was like my next five questions all answered right there. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's going to be like, how did yeah. you get your foot in the door? What was the interview <laughs> process like? How did you find out you were hired? And it's like, they pretty much just yeah. recruited you and yep. you were their person. So awesome. Yeah. Well, it's Real great when things can happen like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do you think it might differ for a different person though? Somebody who wasn't specifically sought out. Do you, do you know how that process would go if you were maybe, a, I think if you, so. have you seen I it play out? Somebody, absolutely. I think if somebody was interested in being an insurance agent and, you know, moving up that ladder of eventually having their own agency, um, you know, a really good place to start would be um, obviously just start looking for positions that are open within the office, maybe not even necessarily as an agent. Uh, like I said, you do have to take a licensing exam, um, so you'll need time to study for that, prepare for that, take that exam, maybe take a class or something along those lines to help you pass that exam. Um, but something somebody could do if they were interested in this line of work would be just simply start off uh, assisting in the office. Um, you actually learn a lot when you start doing the actual underwriting and all of the behind-the-scenes paperwork involved with the policies. I've actually recently started doing that with my mutual, and I almost wish in a way I would have started that from the beginning. I have a better comprehensive knowledge of my policies now after actually doing the underwriting, pushing all that paperwork through, reading through the policies than I did, say, probably a year or two years ago. You know, maybe it doesn't necessarily apply to being an insurance agent. It does, but it could also apply to a lot of other things. Um, really, for anybody wanting to be successful at business or their career, I think there are some cardinal rules, and especially when you're working with the public and, and you're working in a very service-oriented line of work, which really we all work in service-oriented lines of work. Um, first being find yourself a good mentor. I mean, that's huge. Someone who is willing to take the time and guide you and talk you through the inner workings of whatever you're doing, let them know how valuable they are to you. I've had several like absolutely stellar mentors, Travis Koff, Shannon Johnson, Jeff Frederick, um, actually my hu husband as well, you know, during my formative years from age 22 to 30, because you don't know anything when you're 22, you think you do, but mm -hmm. you don't. Um, my mentor now, Mike Wingert, is somebody I lean on daily uh, for advice and guidance and, and all those types of things. I think the second cardinal rule is you have to be invested. Uh, the other day I asked a young man, he was an employee at a, at a uh, not a random shopper, but an actual employee at the grocery store, um, where an obscure product I was looking for, um, I, I needed to ask somebody, and I asked, you know, um, can you help me find this? And he said, I don't know, I'm sorry. And he started to walk away. And immediately I knew that he almost needed a bit of a, a lesson in, in, in interacting with the public. Um, and so I stopped him and I said, well, can you find somebody who does know? Uh, I shouldn't have had to ask that. Um, no. You will not always know the answer to everything, but the key to success is learning to say, I don't know, but I'll find out. You know, be solution driven. Don't just come to your manager or come to your boss or something like that with problems and no ideas on solutions. Even if your solution isn't the correct answer, it's something that you should always kind of have going in your mind. Um, and, you know, this employee, he did find somebody who was very helpful. So the final piece of the puzzle 
and it was his third and, and last mistake, was that he didn't come with us to learn what the <laughs> product was on the shelf. So it doesn't matter if you're supposed to be interning in the finance department or working in the meat department, but having the drive to learn the inner workings of all facets of your business unit, whatever you're doing and whatever career path you happen to find yourself in, that will take you farther than any degree will. Okay, great advice. Yeah, that's I, I like the analogy there. Um, do you think that you're content where you are? Is there any uh, opportunity to move up the ladder at your company, or is it? You know, I'd love to move up the ladder. Um, I think always looking up and out is really healthy for your career. Uh, it doesn't mean you have to be hasty about it. It doesn't mean you need to necessarily set, um, you know, time goals on that or or anything. Um, but I think you will always be bettering yourself. Uh, setting a good example for other people in your community, your kids, your spouse. If you're always doing that, that looking up and looking out, um, will it happen for me? I don't know. I would hope that there would be some opportunities within my company. Um, when you are often thinking about what you could do to advance your career, I think it also makes you a better employee, a better worker, um, better able to service your clients because of those things. Uh, because obviously you want to be that star star player on your team. Uh, you want to be the asset that the company does not want to let go of. Uh, so yeah, I would hope in the future I could move up and do more within my community or my uh, company. But, um, you know, at the same time, I'm incredibly happy with my agency. Like I said, I've one of the great things about it is I am able to participate in so many things in my community, which keeps me really busy. I have a family. Uh, so it really is something I, I think that there are, are career opportunities to do that, um, but we'll see where the path takes me. Have you ever had a moment in your insurance career where you've uh, maybe spotted someone in the community that could use insurance? You, you maybe saw a specific incident take place or somebody who just isn't aware that this is out there for them that you uh, maybe did just an impromptu sales pitch? I, d I have. Um, you know, that usually comes up uh, most of the time when I'm working with my commercial clients. So, uh, you know, I love working with new businesses. I'm working with startups. I love sitting down with them and talking about, you know, hey, these are the coverages available. Oftentimes, I learn myself about um, how their business works and what coverages are available. I'm not a home builder. I've never built a home. But you know, in the last week, I've written a commercial package policy for um, some young gentlemen who are going to start doing that. And I had to learn all about the different types of coverages that are available to them, the different types of risks that they may be exposed to. And so it's always a lot of fun when you can talk with somebody who's saying, hey, you know what? I'm thinking about doing this. What kind of coverage would I need? Hmm, you're going to need XYZ piece or, you know, I don't know, but we'll find out. And that's a really exciting thing. What would you say are the uh, the best and worst parts of this job? I imagine the best part's got to be handing over that check to someone, right? Or <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah oh, absolutely the best part is when a client reaches out to you and says, I'm so thankful that I have this insurance. Um, you know, whether that's an automobile loss situation, being able to help somebody cover medical expenses, um, you know, repairing a home that's been damaged, things like that. That's by far the best feeling um, when they when they come back in my office and they say, I'm so happy, I can't believe this is covered. Um, so that's probably the best part of my job. 
uh, you know, the, the tough part is that you often don't know how busy your day is going to be. So sometimes I get in my office and I don't have any messages from the night before. And sometimes I show up on Monday morning and I still have half a granola bar in my hand and I'm trying to get in the door and somebody's waiting for me to talk to me. I've got 10 messages. I have three claims from over the weekend or something like that. So that would be one challenge is you kind of always have to be available. You always have to be on your toes um, and you never know really where the day will take you. Um, when you work in insurance, you know, people are out driving all the time. People are, you know, experiencing things happen to their homes all the time. So it's always changing. There's always something new, and keeping ahead of that curve can be a challenge. Now, I got to ask you. Always see like the uh, the farmers commercials where they're talking about the crazy things that they've seen happen. And have, have there been any good stories that you're able to share from your uh, your office? Who? Maybe that's too personal. You know, we don't want to get anybody in any trouble. So. <laughs> no, no. I mean, you know, honestly, honestly, I have not had any really wonky claims yet i mean it's all been pretty standard boring stuff to be honest with you yeah so i mean my toilet overflowed or (laughs) you know (laughs) things like that i got in a fender bender (coughs) which you know i guess the good i wish i had some crazy story for you but oh man you should have made something up (laughs) i know Um, know. now in nebraska are you dealing with did you uh have to deal with the flooding in that part Mm. of the state Yes, we did. Um, you know, <clears throat> unfortunately, flood insurance is not something that a lot of people have. And so <clears throat> we were not able to help people in the capacity that I had hoped we would be able to. Uh, flood insurance is, is heavily regulated by the federal government. And a lot of my <clears throat> my clients were pretty spared from absolute devastation, which is good. Oh, good, good. Yeah, I remember speaking with uh, some of my other guests on the show. You might know the LaPlante boys. Um, they were they're in southern Nebraska, where it flooded very badly, and they're to the point where mm-hmm. their uh, the truck stop that they worked at permanently closed for like six months, and they just didn't have a job anymore. So yeah, it sounds like yeah. you guys uh, definitely uh, avoided some of the worst. Yeah, we did. We were very lucky. Yeah, I'd like to leave a little opportunity here for you to uh, plug your business and uh, give people your contact information if they happen to be listening in uh, eastern Nebraska and how they can get a hold of you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm located in Wausau, Nebraska. Um, We're able to service all of eastern Nebraska. I'm also licensed in the state of South Dakota for all property and casualty um, and liability needs. And I... Um, I can be reached at 402-586-2366 in my office at Northern Nebraska, United Mutual Insurance. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Katie, for joining us today. Really appreciate it and very interesting to learn about uh, this career path. Thank you so much for doing this. I'm really looking forward to hearing your other guests and their contributions. Well, Katie certainly taught me a thing or two about the insurance industry. Boy, I, I apologize profusely to all you insurance agents out there listening who, uh, you know, heard me in my wildly inaccurate visions of what I thought it meant to be an insurance agent earlier in the show. I, I was wrong, and Katie set the record straight, and that is why we have these shows, you know, so that we can all be educated. Me too. I'm not an expert. So thanks again to Katie Clausen of Northern Nebraska United Mutual Insurance for her time. I know that if I were living in her neck of the woods in, uh, in Nebraska, I would be rushing straight over 
to see Katie and buy some insurance policies today. That's all for today. Join me in the coming weeks as I'm joined by the owner of a hunting lodge, a web administrator, and more. This is Ryan Glanzer. So long.